0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 247 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of the September the 12th to September the 18th Come Follow Me materials covering Isaiah in our second part, if you like, of our study in the second week of Isaiah. Uh, Thank you again for joining us. I want to share a quick quote, actually, that I liked. Uh, If you look on your Gospel Library app and you go to the home section, I really like the home section uh, because you can customise it, put the things you want on there for quick and easy access. You can also have study plans that you've set up, come up there, and you can go to those easily. There's also a quote of the day, and today's quote of the day is from um, President Russell M. Nelson. And it says, quote, the antidote to Satan's scheme is clear. We need daily experiences worshipping the Lord and studying his gospel. Close quote. So thank you for joining us once again for having your daily vitamins or your daily. Don't know why I said vitamins, vitamins (coughs) and your dose of. Um the the spirit uh, in your study uh, against the um, Satan scheme your antidote as it were and so um, we'll continue with isaiah today and we're going to continue with the section about the the how the lord can restore broken things now <clears throat> as already mentioned there is a clear link here to the restoration of the gospel in the latter days um particularly around the events uh, surrounding joseph smith but there is a number of other ways that this that these verses apply to us and i think you know, when we study these, we always focus on the restoration theme. But there's so many personal ways that this can be applied as well. So I want to have a look at that as we go through this study today. One example uh, comes in verses 13 and 14. In uh, Isaiah 29:13, it says, Wherefore the Lord said, for as much as people draw near me with their mouth and their lips do honour me, but have removed their heart far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Now, obviously, for those that are familiar, well, you'll be very familiar with the fact that the Saviour uses those words when he speaks to the Prophet Joseph Smith in the Sacred Grove in some of the accounts of the First Vision. Uh, You'll also be aware that, you know, this can be used as a... um, Link uh, to that first vision and how it applies to the church and how the church needed to be restored to the earth once more, and of course that is a partial fulfilment fulfilment of this prophecy of Isaiah. But remember, of course, that Isaiah's prophecies um, are multi layered. There's other ways they can be applied. Whilst the chapter heading does refer it to the restoration to it as the restoration of the gospel, um, there are other ways it can be applied. For example, in our lives, are there times that we personally draw near to me, uh, draw near to me, draw near to the Lord with our lips and uh, our mouths, but our hearts are further than they should be. Um, Whilst, of course, we may not be in a state of apostasy that the world was when Jesus uttered these words to the prophet Joseph Smith. I'm sure that we've all experienced many times when we might have had our own personal uh, moments where we are going through the motions or performing actions, but not having our hearts and our de- our desires focused on the saviour and so if that is the case and if you are going through a, such a period like that now then hopefully you can uh, re- realign with that and um, when you partake of the sacrament on the sabbath tomorrow you can uh, try and reconnect once again if that is the case and if you are managing to connect to this time then keep pushing with that because we all go through ebbs and flows with these things as much as when we are kind of going through things with the spiritual focus and we are and we feel really connected with heaven and we feel like we want this to continue from now on there will be times where that dips uh, and that's just natural uh, with mortality Um, in verse 14 there is another clear reference here it says therefore behold i will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid this, again, has many possible uh, interpretations or applications uh, that are relevant. Again, uh, it could be, again, referring to the restoration of the gospel, uh, the, the the Church of Christ being on the earth once again. It can also apply to how we play a role in that now, today, in the latter days, um, before the second coming. Elder Neil L. Anderson taught, quote, We live in these days of the Lord's marvellous work and a wonder. We have been blessed to bring the gospel to our families and our posterity and to assist in preparing for the second coming of the Saviour. The Lord described the purposes of the restoration to be a light to the world, to be a standard for us, his people, and to be a messenger before his face to prepare the way for before him. Our responsibility is not trivial. It is not by chance that we are who we are. The keeping of our covenants in these days of destiny will be a badge of honour throughout all the eternities. Close quote. The marvellous work... Um, that can be um, linked to here is what the Saviour did when he restored his gospel. It can also be referred to by the actions of many millions of Latter-day Saints throughout the world seeking to gather Israel. Uh, And we'll be talking a lot about Israel and how it will be gathered in our next week's study of Isaiah, because it turns to a lot of that hopeful message from Isaiah about this gathering after what was the the beginning of the scattering. Uh, But, we also can link this marvellous work aspect into our own lives as well. In your life, is there a time where there has been a marvellous work wrought and a wonder? Is there any times in your lives where things were at the most difficult and yet somehow, somehow, in some way, you made it through or there was some sort of support and strength that came, whether it by by heaven itself or by those around you, through and God worked through them to help bless your life? Um, Again, this marvellous work can be seen in many ways in our lives. um, And that is something which we should uh, be looking for uh, as we move throughout uh, each day. So in verse, sorry, chapter 30, then um, we continue with this focus on how the Lord can restore broken things. Uh, And we're going to have a look. Uh, Verse 18 to begin with, where it says, and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you, and therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment, blessed are all they that wait for him. We are, and of course, we need to have faith and hope that these broken things in our lives again referring, and we've seen how broken things can be restored. We've seen. Uh, how the the gospel has been restored to the earth and we see it uh, as a blessing in many people's lives around us. Um, But it's difficult when we're going through times of hardship and broken times, truly broken hearted, that we can sometimes wonder how we can possibly get through and be healed of those things. And the truth is, is that we can, we really, really can. Uh, But of course, it may take time um, it may be that we have to learn as we go through that that difficulty and trial. We we cannot obviously know uh, the reasons why, but if we have faith um, to know that He will not forget us or forsake us, um, then that is a, really an important part of this process. Um, so, so, in understanding how these broken things can become um, healed, um, and to turn to Him. Marion D. Hanks said, faith motivates us to yield our hearts to him, truly yield our hearts. It motivates honesty to acknowledge limitations and vulnerability, willingness to learn, humility to seek help, courage to act, simplicity to trust. It is to have confidence in the presence of God. Faith is, as it has been well said, a condition born of the spirit in a mind that has looked at all of the available evidence and discovered in in it a meaning with which the soul can live at peace. It is not appalled by, uh, by an invitation to think, quote, close quote. We should expect in our lives moments which cause us to wonder, ponder, reflect and question indeed. Um, whether that is um, personal difficulties and trials, illness um, in yourself or in, a, or in a loved one, whether that be questions of faith or doubt or matters of church history or things like that. Or whether it be um, just a sense of loss and, and want and being uh, feeling alone in this world, whatever afflicts and ails you, um, the faith that we can have, if we have faith and if we um, seek that, we understand that those opportunities, those experiences are not offensive, they are not um, something put upon us by a, a God that delights to see people struggle. He does not like to see a struggle, but he knows, just as the, the gardener who uh, pruned um, the, the tree in the, in the analogy given by Hugh B. Brown, um, he is the gardener. He knows exactly how to help us reach our divine potential. And whilst that may be extremely difficult and, and taxing, uh, he knows how to help and he can restore all things back to us that we feel we have lost. Isaiah paints this beautiful picture Uh, and what we'll do tomorrow is we'll conclude this section looking at how he can truly heal and put back and fix the broken. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again.